the house and go over this morning. Turn this mic down. Uh, this lesson that I'm going to be speaking on, or the things that I'm going to be speaking on, is something that God kind of questioned me about. So I'm going to share it with you guys and stuff. So um, basically, what I want to kind of talk about, I guess you call it the legacy that we grew up with. And uh, where has it gone? Yeah. What are we passing down to our children is what I want to kind of work about. And different things I'm going to kind of point out. And uh, first scripture is going to be in James 5, verse 14 and 15. And before we get started, Brother John Ford, would you pray over the message, please? Dear Lord, pray for Father. We love and praise you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. We thank you for the word that we're going to hear and receive this morning. Lord, let your anointing rest upon Sister Sue this morning. Let her bring forth the word that you give her. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 The first question I got, and uh, like I said, what I'm speaking to you about is what the Holy Spirit kind of spoke to me about. And like I said, it's James, I'm in the wrong chapter, I'm going to look right up. I'm John. All right, James 5, 14 and 15, if you will, will stand in reference to the Lord's word. My question is, I'll be praying, I want to think about it, why do we anoint the loyal? Okay? It says, Amen. It says, verse 14 says, is any sick among you, let him call for the elders. That's us, guys. We're the elders. The elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and he has, if he has committed sin, they shall be forgiven. You may be seated. So, I remember when I was in church, and uh, I was really getting in there like I was supposed to. And uh, always, whenever we went for prayer, what do we do? We anoint the oil. Amen? Does the oil do anything? The faith. It's our faith in them. And uh, I remember one time I was, I was just kind of praying, and the Holy Spirit said, oh. and y'all, this is how crazy I am. Why do you anoint with oil? And this is what I said. I said, because well, brother, I am going to Exactly what I said. Because I trusted my pastor and what he was doing. I'm going to do it because I trust him. And he said, you need to know. So if somebody asked you why you're going to go, you can't say because Brother Allen said to. Yeah. So it's a follow-up. Back in the Bible days, if you study, you'll find out they used oil for a lot of things. Because they didn't have water for them, they used it for cleansing. But the anointing is just a, it's a step of your faith and believing. When they're anointed with oil, the oil ain't doing the power. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit, but it also will help us to remember that we're binding together. Yes. Amen. I don't want to get ahead of myself. <clears throat> but anyways, it's important. What I want us to kind of focus on this morning, are we passing this legacy down to our children? You know how many things we have gotten away from? And I'm fixing to hit on a few of them this morning. So if I offend anybody, I'm sorry. This is what God's laid on this old girl's heart. Number Another one is, <clears throat> excuse me, Another question I got is, why do we lift up holy hands? Why do we lift up hands to praise? Amen. Let's go to 1 Timothy 2 and 8. 
therefore that men pray everywhere to lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Anybody knows, <clears throat> if you watch, you may see it in person or you see it on TV, when they catch a criminal, what's the first thing they have to do? I surrender. I give up. That's exactly what, to me, when we come and worship and we start praying and we lift up our hands and we're saying, God, I surrender all to you. Amen. God, I give you all. How many times have you just been praying all you can do is lift up hands and cry? God knows every tear. I used to sing a song. I love it. Tears are away. <clears throat> we need to cry out to him. Give it our all. Also, when uh, a little girl showed, I see this on a video, she said, when we lift up our hands, we allow the blessings just to flow in. We just capture the blessings that God sent into us. Amen. It's important. But are we teaching our children? Raise your hands to God. Give Him praise. Give Him worship. We should be teaching them. Every time a song comes on, they're lifting their hands up and praising them. Not for a show, but to let them know they receive all they can from Him. Like I said, this God got on me and said, what are we teaching our children? What is the legacy as the church are we teaching our children? They got to get taught here what we need them to know about God. They're not going to learn it at school. They're not going to learn it on the street. They got to learn it here. It's up to us. We need to wake up. Amen. All right. Um, next one I got. A lot of times you hear words and you wonder what they mean. Right. The wrath of God. Anybody know what that means? What is wrath? It's the anger. It's the anger that you just want to get back at somebody. And the Bible teaches us we're not supposed to do that. And I guarantee every one of us has had a time in our life that somebody doesn't do it. You want to go back there and throw it from you. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm really bad about when it comes to my kids and my grandkids, especially my great grandbabies. I think every time they come along, you get a little bit worse. No. All right, let's go over to the scripture, Ephesians 4. I, I actually took my Bible. I, I, have, I have a house Bible. I have a church Bible. I have my Bible at home. So this is my church Bible here. And I actually took it home Sunday that I knew I was going to teach, and I had to mark all these. I don't know how I had to come to church for a quick start marking. So I was really good. I carried it home. So, all right, we're going to Ephesians 4. 26 and 27. <clears throat> be ye angry and sin not. Now how can we be angry and not sin? You know, if you're mad, you want to upon somebody, I'm telling you. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. When we go to when we get mad and we allow that anger to prove, things, I love them, and I miss them. But he can stay mad for weeks. Me and him getting something, he's still mad at me a week later. I said, I don't remember why you're mad at me. Well, I just can't get over it like you. Most of the time when I get mad at do it, I'm done with it. He would group for weeks. So I'm like, I thought I told you the only one you're hurting is yourself. Number one, I don't forgot about it. Number two, the other person doesn't even know why you're mad. You're just hurting yourself. So when you stand there and you want to stay bitter and you want to stay angry at somebody, who are you hurting the most? Yourself. Absolutely. I had uh, one of my little clients so that she was mad and she was, I walked in and it, it was awful. I'm talking cussing and whatever. And I almost left. But I finally told her, I said, you know, the only one you're hurting is yourself. 
to go out, to tear, to hear it, that they're mad at. You just get your blood pressure up. You let it go. Let it go. But you gotta calm down. James 1 and 20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. If you're mad and you're angry, you're not pleasing God. I'm sorry, you can't come up here and be mad at. I can't come up here and be mad at Brother Ed. I'm not even talking to him no more. He done hurt my feelings. Uh, but praise God, Hallelujah! Ain't God good? What a phony am I? You know what I'm saying? I remember one time I went to a service and the preacher said. Uh, you want everybody to write down what they want God to do and then lay it on the altar. Well, I got mine. I ran, ran up there and he said, but if you have a wrath with somebody or you have a problem with somebody, you need to ask them for you. No. It stopped me in my tracks. And my problem I had was with, was with a pastor friend that hurt my feelings. And would you know he is right behind me? Okay, God. So I turned around and told my little building, I'm sorry for all the problems. Then I could lay my paper in the altar. I thought, God, that was sneaky. <laughs> yeah, that was very sneaky. Another question I got. That's it. I remember one time we talking about rapping. Brother Tim Bumpus, as I know, he said, you know, you're not supposed to go to bed mad at your wife. We've been up for a week. <laughs> Amen. I mean, if you really get down to it. So I always I always try not I always try to apologize. You know, some guys, some men it's hard for them to apologize. No offense to no guys. But I have a son that would not tell you he's sorry. Even when he was little. We whooped him never. He still would not say it. So anyway, so it's hard. Next question I got is, and we're gonna go to first, let's go to Mark. Y'all be proud of that. We're actually doing some studying this week. And that's Janet. Jan, when do I teach again? Yep, time to do it. Mark 16, 17 and 18. It says, my question is, why do we lay our hands? Why do we lay hands when people pray? Why do we come up and lay hands on them, okay? And these signs shall follow them that believe in the, my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Why do we lay our hands? Because the Bible tells us. Why do we do it? Now this is my philosophy. I personally, when I'm hurting, or i got a problem, I look forward to coming up and be anointed and to fill those hands on me in agreement. I have literally been so down and out that I come up with prayer and I know that my prayer warrior family is praying with me and I literally felt the power and the virtue lead them and enter me because I knew they believed in the power of prayer. That's why we lay on hands. It's important. And it's nothing. We need to teach this to our children. God showed me that on the way to, on the way to church, I was kind of going over my thoughts of my message, and he said, we need to ask the church, what legacy are we passing down to our children? What are we teaching them? Now, here's going to get some of you going to grab you right by the neck. We have
have to teach them by example. Amen. Amen. I can go into my classroom if I was teaching and tell them, well, we need to go up and lay hands on them when we're praying. But yet I sit on the pew and don't do it. Ooh, yeah. We need to be an example to our children. We need to make that by lifting up holy hands and praising God. So they see how many times have you had a little one and you see them, you're raising hand, you look and they're praising. Amen. They're just praying because you know what? They see grandma doing it. They see mom doing it. They see their pastor doing it. You know what I'm saying? We need to be a good example to our children. We need to let them see that we believe in it. It's, it's, it's like they say, love is a powerful word. I can say, oh, I love you, Sister Amanda. Then when I say, oh, no. I know how she is. I can say it, but if I don't show her love, she's going to think, yeah, she's too bad. You know what I'm saying? We need to be a good example. We need to make sure the legacy that we're passing down to our children is something that they see in us. Amen. 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 Come on, guys. Amen. 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 There you go. Wake the devil up. Let them know we are having church this morning. Like I said, I, I wrote, I first about my church family binding together with me in agreement for my need to be met. This is important. I remember one time I was praying, and I don't know if you remember Brother Angel. He was, he was a black pastor. Big dude. Big dude. Man, you know what I'm talking about? He, he walked up, he goes, yes, sir. But I remember one time I was praying, and uh, he came up and he laid that big old hand on my back. Whoa, I thought he covered my whole back. But I felt the power of God in that hand. But I remember that hand, I thought, whoa, what a hand. That's what I want. I want to know when I come up here and I have a knee, and Brother Ed or whoever ignores me with oil, then the rest of my family comes behind me and, and binds with me. I don't have to tell you what it is. Right. Hey, tell you this guy, sometimes it's in your business. Right. Amen. Amen. I have been, went to the altar, and I've had people come up and say, what are you praying about? What are you need, sister? Now I'm going to say, don't you miss this. It's between me and God. Disagree with me that God's going to be my need. Amen. That's what we need to do. So I've said so many times, I go, oh, wait, do you know what she's praying? That's between them and God. Amen. It's none of your business. It's none of my business. If they want to tell me, I will. The greatest blessing I got one time, I went to the altar, and I, uh, I don't work the altars like I should. Ooh, y'all, I have been getting whooped this week. It used to be, if somebody said that altar, I was with them. And I said, Liza, this is for me. But I remember one girl was praying, and I went up to the altar praying, and she had her Bible, and boy, she was just rubbing her hand over that Bible, and praying, and I said, sis, um, I come through agreement with you, whatever God wants to do. And Brother John may remember this. And next thing I know, she's registered in her pocket, and she handed me all her drugs. Oh. But I took her. And I'm talking meth in this bag. And I'm going, what do I do with this? I told Brother Tim, I said, what do I do with this? I'll be honest with you, I threw it over the bridge. I said, I don't want to talk with this. But she gave her life to God that day. Handed me her drugs, and she turned her life around. Now I could have judged and said, oh, oh my God, she's cracking. But I didn't have prayed with her. She died two years later of cancer, but she, from that day on, she was in church and served the Lord. Amen. I had another guy do the same way. 
Y'all, that's an experience. You're at the altar, people hand you the drugs. I've been there. Another guy did it to me. So I, I handed him a, I made him a little white bag, and I put some little, uh, like a bracelet stuff. I said, you know, you gave me your bag of dope, I'm gonna give you a bag of hope. And just different things about the Lord. And he told me a while back, and I still got that bag. It's important, y'all, to get it. Anyways, all right, here's something. Let's go to Acts 19, 11, and 12. Some of you that studied your Bible probably know what this is. But. Of the faith of the people that prayed for him, that believed him. And he had enough 
faith about it at that time, or he always had, that if God says it, he knows it's true. And it was a man of God that passed it on to him. So we always, like I said, we always kept the prayer cloth in our wallet. So we prayed over and asked God to keep his hand upon us. Follow us. I can remember one time he said, Sister Allie Tidwell gave it to him, matter of fact. Gave him a prayer cloth. And he keep it in his wallet. And he kept it for years. And one day he pulled it out. He said, I think I need a refill. <laughs> Amen. So he took it back up and had a prayer over again, put it back in his wallet. I can remember putting prayer cloths under my kids' pillows, in their pillows, and they're giving me trouble. Prayer over that prayer cloth, slide in that pillow. I put him in Dean's shoes when he was being ornery. Rest of stuff. And uh, like I said, put them as well. I, I have known in my kids' bedrooms when they would get on my nerves or I just felt like I was going to have to throw punch them, you know what I mean? I had one in the door. I prayed for their bed. I prayed over their beds that when they went to sleep, they, that God would deal with their mind and spirit while they're sleeping. Why have I gotten away from it? Because I got lazy. That's my excuse. I have pulled back. And this COVID has hurt the churches so bad. So many people have gotten used to sitting at home and watching TV. I'm not saying it's wrong, but like I said before, I want to be in God's house when I need prayer, that my prayer warrior family is praying with me and binding with me. We've got to come in agreement, and that's what it's all about. Why do we stand in the gap? Because the Bible tells us to. I realized the concept of the intercessor of prayer when my dad died. I had to go and get my dad a bed bath. Y'all, that was hard. But I didn't have to be done. But I remember the church praying and Larry and I had a scene that this far left. And I told him, I was, I'm going up to get help from my mom and make sure my dad's safe. So I knew that church was praying and different people were praying. And after my dad passed and I come home, I realized the power of an intercessor of prayer. We need to be the intercessor for our loved one. That's why we stand in the gap. We bind together. When we're down and out, you can be a Christian. Brother Ed, I know him. He loves the Lord and you know, he reads his Bible daily. But if he's going to a battle, he may not be able to fight that battle comes by himself. So when we stand in the gap and pray with him, we're interceding for him. That's important. We've got to do it, y'all. Like I said, we've got to teach our children this. We need to go back to the old-fashioned way. You know what I'm saying? Just do what God tells us to do. I'm not saying we're not. But there is some things we've gotten away from. <clears throat> Let's go to Psalms, Psalms 46. And verse 10. 46. Yeah, Psalms 46 and 10. What does it mean to be exalted? What does exalted mean? Okay? Let's read here 46 and 10. Wait a minute. 46 and 10, yes. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathens. I will be exalted in the earth. What does it mean to be exalted? You heard that song. I exalt thee. What does that mean, guys? Anybody tell me what exalted means? All right, I'll tell you. It means lift up the Lord. Amen. It means lift up. Lift him up. We, 
fact, for our children, exalt our children, how wonderful they are. We lift our children up, but, but most of all, we need to lift God up. We need to exalt him daily. Yeah. He should be exalted daily by, mm-hmm. through our mouths, through our words, through what yes. we do. We need it because he's so good to us. Amen. God is lifted up above all things. To me, like I said, I know I've gotten lazy. I don't care if you guys say amen, because I don't have. And uh, I'm ashamed of it, that I have gotten away. There's a lot of things I used to do, and I know different ones that's been in church with me could probably say, yeah, I see the change. I see some things that you don't do like you used to. But I want to change that within myself. Because, no, I don't want to cheat my God at anything he does for me. It really bothers me. Like I said, it's, it's so important that we remember what legacy we as the church, we as a person, are passing down to our young people. If you look, every pew here should be filled with a young person, whatever. No, they should be. Are we inviting the younger kids? Are we inviting them to church? Do we worry about having to pick up some kids because they might be noisy? I used to I would go mild because somebody and now I just think, ah, I get to church and do what I gotta do, that's all I'm gonna do. I said, ah, I'm guilty. I, I, I guess I'm doing a confession this morning. In Psalms 57:5, be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all the earth. When we sing, I exalt thee, we should be saying, I lift you up, Lord. We need to lift him up. And you know the thing is, when we get into that phase and we do it, so many things just fall into place. When we give God all the glory and exalt him above all others, things fall into place. Have you ever done something and you think, boy, I could tell that was God's blessing. I thank God that he blessed me for that way. I have never went without or done without that God has not supplied my needs. Now, I might have some wants that I kind of think, oh, I don't want. And he may say, nah, you don't need that. I found out God won't give me a lot of money. He don't trust me with it. That's what I figured out. That's why I'm not rich. He knows I can. If I keep you just humble enough to keep you going, you're okay. You know, amen. But, you know, um, we serve a big God. Thankful for his blessings upon me. But most of all, I'm thankful for a church that believes in the power of God. I thank you for a pastor who's the same when he walks out that door when he walks in the store. It makes a difference. I've seen some pastors that when you see them out out in Walmart, they just they don't know know who you are. Or uh, they kind of snub you. I'm the type if you snub me and I know it, I'm gonna come hug you. Just angry. Don't snub me. Don't go down the line because I see you. I'm going to chase you. Hey, Sister Phyllis! I'm going to yell Throw something at you. Don't snub me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why you would want to snub me. You know what I'm saying? What? She's scared now. Amen. You know, we need to be praying for those that's not here. Uh, Sister Melissa is one coming to me. Let's sit a roll so fast. We're all going down. Y'all pray. She is really 
to a battle. Now, I know she loves the Lord. We love being in church, and her health will come against her. And I personally, this morning, before we go, I'm going to get a prayer call. I'm going to take a prayer call for her. <laughs> it used to. Some of you had prayer. I, had, I got a prayer call, but they got it. If you don't believe in it, it's okay. But I believe God's going to do something for you. Not because of the prayer call, because we came in agreement. Coming in agreement is such a powerful thing, God. It's so powerful. If you're going to battle, and someone was have been through battle, how many times you felt alone? You felt so alone, and just wanted somebody to hug you and say, hey, I'm here for you. That's what we got to do. We need to find together, finding together in agreement. The Bible teaches us we're two or more agree. Amen? That's powerful. Sometimes they say, well, there ain't very many here. There's two or more. It all matters. Disagree with me. Come and agree with me. Amen? All right, I'm not going to rattle on. I'm going to give it short and sweet. But y'all think about the things that we have done over the years. If you've been in the full gospel loop, some people say, well, Pentecost, no, full gospel. My kids were fighting over what my grandson, my dad, was up. <coughs> His mom was saying, you're Pentecost. No, you're back. He said, oh, he told her something weird, you know. I said, I'm a BBC. He said, what's that, Nana? I said, I'm a Bible-believing Christian. Amen. That's what we need to be. I don't want to name or my Teddy Hall football. I'm a BBC. I'm a Bible-believing Christian. I believe the Bible from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And when I read it, I learn something new every day. I read my Bible. I got, like I said before, I got to deal with what I'm going to the Bible in the year. Do I understand all of it? No. No, I'm not like, okay, okay. <laughs> and so it's like, wow, I didn't know that. And I've read it before. So I'm going to tell you what, I don't care how many times you read the Bible, you read it again, something new is going to pop out at you. Amen? And one word, one book that never gets old. Amen? So y'all keep me in your prayers. Uh, like I said, if you had any comments to what I said, anybody got any comments they want to 